Hello, hello, it's Oren Prunkin and today I want to talk about how to build a brand or rebrand. This can be a topic that some people find a little bit difficult or just unsure about how to go about doing it. And I just want to get some definitions out to start with. So one of those is what is a brand? And there's many different uh, perceptions or ideas of what a brand is, but it really it comes down to this. So a brand is basically the real time. So what's happening right now, and it's the total sum of all of the perceptions or experiences or stories that every single prospect or customer that has come in contact with you or your organization or your brand has about you. So it's that uh, total sum of what's happening out there in the market in real time. And it can change day by day, minute by minute, um, second by second. Now, most people think, you know, brands like Nike are what I'm referring to here, but not at all. Anything that is a proper noun, so everyone and everything is a brand or more accurately has a brand. Again, you have a brand if there are people out there besides you external and they have some sort of experience or perception of you and what that common denominator amongst all of those people are, that is what your brand is. And it can change at any moment in time. Now, I know someone, uh, I'm not gonna go into great detail of this person, they probably are listening and they um, probably don't want me to identify them, but they put out a lot of content and they demonstrate a lot of expertise on a particular topic, their topic, the topic I assume they're trying to go about creating a brand or rebranding. I think it's more of a rebrand for this person, but I actually haven't spoken uh, to them. So I don't actually consume any of their content. I just see it pops up, um, you know, in my communication channels that I consume. And the thing is, because of that, I know that they own that brand. And I'm gonna explain why this is the case. So my experience or my perception of that is they have expertise within this topic. And this is kind of how it works in general, but you know, for this process and this case study really specifically, I was unaware of them, but particularly their brand, their expertise. I knew who they were, obviously things like that, I like them, I trust them. Um, but I never knew that they had this expertise. So I was unaware to start with. And then I kind of started to recognize them and their brand. After a bit of recognition, I could recall. And that's you know what I'm doing right now. I'm recalling who they are and what their expertise is. And then finally, I have them. In other words, their brand at top of mind. When that particular expertise comes up, I know exactly who to go and recommend or the, um, or the person that has that expertise. Now it's a very niche um, expertise that they have. So if it was something a little bit more common, this may not be the case, but for them, particularly in this case study and why I chose them, they have their brand as top of mind. Now they've gone through all steps, whether they've done it consciously, but I suspect it's probably more uh, unconsciously, sorry, subconsciously. And They've done this simply by creating content. Now the content act is acting as a demonstration, an instant demonstration of their expertise or trialing what it would be like to become a, you know, a customer of them. And they're also distributing it. So it's the combination of both creating and distributing through channels for some sort of awareness, you know, going through unaware, so going through recognition, recall, and then having that top of mind um, brand awareness. Now, if anyone asked me, as I said, who would be the best person at this, with this expertise, I would mention this person. They've got that top of mind brand awareness without me having, having to consume any of that content. 
And for all I know, it could be really bad. I don't think it is, but you know, I haven't actually looked anything. And this is a really, really important point. It's pretty powerful. The mere fact of creating that and distributing that content, which again, and I said this in various amounts of ways, is a trial or an instant demonstration of their expertise, particularly around the problem and the solution. It actually creates the brand. Let me say that again, the mere fact of creating and distributing content or another way of saying that, demonstrating some sort of expertise and then communicating that creates the brand. And particularly, not only recognition recall, but that top of mind brand awareness as well. So it creates the brand, the perception in me and what I perceive their expertise in, but also goes above and beyond that and gets me to you know, recall who the best is, quote unquote, when I say the best, but also who is the one that comes to mind at the top. There are other ones that I probably could list off as well, but they're not the ones at the forefront of my mind. So the big lesson here for everyone that's listening is if you're trying to build a brand or if you're trying to rebrand, how can you go about demonstrating your expertise or create some sort of trial, instant trial, where people can get a taste of what it's like to use your product, service or solution in the future. What could the future look like for them with this instant demonstration? Now, it's also worth noting, um, as I conclude all of this, that you can't create a brand. Even though I'm, you know, the title of this episode is how you go about building a brand or rebranding, you can't actually create it. And what I mean by that, and this is probably a really long topic that I don't have time to go into for the purposes of this episode, but really what it means is you only have up to maximum 50% control of what you put out there, or in other words, 50% control of your brand. And what I mean that by that is you obviously go out and evaluate what the rest of the market's doing, your competition and what prospects and customers and customers actually want, then you go elect what that is, what that position in the market is, and then you try to go and embody it, being consistent and congruent with what you've evaluated and elected. Now, the other 50% comes from your market, their perceptions or the way they interpret those three things. You know, the story they tell themselves, you've put something out there, they're now interpreting it and what that interpretation is really the other side of your brand. So you've got 50% control on what you put out there. The other 50% is totally up to the perceptions of how what you did is received. So really you can't create a brand. You can only contribute to it and influence what that would look like, but really it comes down to what others perceive it to be. So hopefully this is a useful episode for any one of you who are going out to create a brand, even though I'm putting create now uh, in quotation marks, given that disclaimer I've just had, or going out and rebranding, thinking about what a brand is, how you can go about creating that perception and that experience or uh, that story in people's minds, but then how can you get things like recognition, recall, and then top of mind brand awareness by merely putting out expertise, instant demonstrations and demos um, such as trials. So try it out. I'd love you to um, let me know how you go with all of this stuff. Love hearing from people. And until we talk next time, I hope you have a fantastic day and goodbye. Thanks for listening. And if you like what was on here and want more, please go to orenprunken.com.